Fight! Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition, episode two, maybe, I think, I don't know, but an episode, it's an episode, and we're here, and we're talking wrestling, and it's Frankensteiner, and we got Cliff, and we got Julie, and you got me, and uh, Royal Rumble happened, Uh, we had TakeOver happening, and some other announcements, so uh, we all know who we are, right? We, We didn't change. Doppelgangers? No. No. Yeah, wait, wait, I have no. Idea. I have no, no announcements of if I've got into identity crisis. I need all. an adult. <laughs> Wrong place, story. buddy. Wrong story place. of your life, Cliff. <laughs> story of your life. Um, <laughs> let's just get right into NXT Takeover because that was a hot minute ago. Um, yeah. Freaking fantastic. Totally agree. It was a really, really good one. Freaking fantastic. Um, every match of the card was just phenomenal. I mean, it, I, I, I kind of feel bad because I always say that each NXT is just like phenomenal and it's like the best one ever. Blah, 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 blah. But it was just, it's, it's just to me like, they never can do a bad show to me. So I, I don't get it. No, I, I totally understand that one. I think that that's kind of... I I usually prefer the takeovers over the, the main roster pay-per-view when they have them. Like, if there's no takeover, usually I'm like, okay, it's pay-per-view. But if there's a takeover and a pay-per-view, usually I'm like, a takeover. Oh, yeah, no, funny, though, is shit. I, like... Out of all that, so far of every takeover that I've been watching, right? I I just don't. I like this one. I'm going to put it out there. I really like this one a lot. I just don't know if it was as good as War Games from like last year. Because the one thing that really kind of stuck out to me was like, and it happens. It happens throughout every show, and I know this, right? But the crowd was especially dead. For the Baszler, uh, Bianca Belair match, which obviously Johnny Gargano and Ricochet, like, just tore the, the house down. down. Yeah. yeah. They just tore the house down. It. When you get like a five star, five plus star match, right? So you, you're not even on a scale of one to five anymore. You're like at a seven. Whoa there. Calm down, not Meltzer. Dave scale. Well, yeah, if not Meltzer like- style, but. What I'm saying though is that is that your crowd is like on fire for this for this match, and then the next match, man, they got to recoup. And like, right, even though like I felt like the match was solid, I was like, right. I felt what the crowd was feeling. It's just like, oh man, all my energy was sucked out from this match. Well, yeah, this, I got to recoup. They, they, this, I mean, you heard the Sam Roberts pre-show criticism mm-mm. of Bianca. Belair going against Shayna. Did you hear about that at all? Yeah, uh, I watched the pre-show. That was okay. Yeah, that he, was a junk he thing to some, say though. He, he said some criticism. People said for him to apologize. He says that it wasn't scripted, and that's how he truly feels. And for me, like whatever, I I disagree with him. I thought Bianca deserved to be in that match. Blah blah blah. blah. But um, 
I feel like that kind of mindset was in part of the crowd, and that's part of the reason why they didn't really go super hard into it, that they really just did not give a crap about that match at all. They just were like, oh, whatever, I really don't like Shayna Baszler, and uh, I don't know why Bianca's going on there, which is not cool. Let me put that out there. I think there should have been more excitement for it. But you go right after the Johnny Gargano match, and then people aren't invested in this already. Well, so it's like, oh, that sucks. Here's here's my here's my thing. I have to slightly disagree with like all, both of you because, well, it's also slightly agreeing because. And I think in the beginning of it, yeah, people were kind of less like burnt out because, you know, we just had a title change, spoiler alert. Um, and, you know, it was a great match between Ricochet and Johnny. Um, mm-hmm. but near the middle and the end, like when we were getting the false finishes and everything else like that, I think that's when the crowd really picked up. Cause I know that's when I, no, I can understand up. what you're saying so, that they started getting a little bit more into it. Right. I just feel like they weren't into it as much as they, as much as they could be. Yeah. Definitely. It definitely sense. didn't suffer what Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles went through. No, okay. but I, like it, that, it, that was definitely the sun that if you want to talk about crowd fatigue, <laughs> that crowd during that match definitely had okay. fatigue. That was that was hard. I had to that go. Was yeah. sad. I had to go back and watch. <laughs> you know what's funny <laughs> though is that credit credit to Daniel Bryan and and AJ Styles like for that match because in the first part like they were like, hey, look, we understand the crowd's gonna be dead. Let's just play this slow. Let's just get this ball rolling, not quickly, just like it's the ball moving slowly. But as we feel the crowd pick up, then we can pick up too. Because like right towards the end of that match, I felt like the crowd was coming alive for that match because they understood like there was like, there was a great match. So honestly, to me, I was like, as that was probably going to be, and I think you said it too, Marty, be the most underrated match of the year because yep. of how good it was. Yep, yep, yep. It was a fantastic match. It wasn't, it didn't need to be like a 205 live, um, you know, fast paced match, even though that those two can go fast paced and they're at that, you know, that kind of like cruiserweight ish limit to where they could, you know, tear the house down with their, you know, their technical and high flying skills. But it was just a grounded, storied match that it was impactful all the way around. And I, I thought the storytelling was fantastic at that match. I know we were talking about Takeover, we kind of jumped to Rumble, but, you know, it kind of is in the same boat, kind of, as Shayna and Bianca, where the crowd was just dead and it had good storytelling. Now, of course, the Daniel, the Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles match had better storytelling because clearly Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles, enough said, don't need to say anything else. Right. It's just both those matches suffered from fatigue, but definitely the WWE Championship match. I think hurt the worst because I thought it was one of the best. It was the match of the night, to be honest. Yeah, like, if you were I'm, to if you were to take that out of the entire pay per view and put it as a separate match on a random show, it would you probably yeah no no yeah, one was, no one would have been as dead. If Raw or SmackDown had that match on their card, people oh, would be have been main complaining event. and bitching. They're like, "This is a pay per view match. Why is this not on a pay per view?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then as it that, I don't know. That's the funny thing about wrestling to me sometimes. Oh, isn't this on the pay per view? That it's on a pay per view. 
Right. They're like, you sons of bitches. You just bitched about this. Yeah, but I mean, that, that part of that though is booking. Part of that is like you can't put a match that should be a barn burner to you know borrow a phrase um, right after something that was as equally, if not as uh, equally, or if not better, and also exhausting because you know with the the rumble that came right after what the women's the women's uh, i mean the 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 AJ Daniel Bryan that came right after the women's Royal rumble that I'm came right kidding. after Becky winning yeah and right. so like the crowd was already like ah! yeah. and so like you're so it it's the same thing with the NXT uh takeover match cuz I'm going to get us back over there Everybody was losing their shit with the Gargano Ricochet results that mm-hmm. it just totally deflated any interest, if you will. Because a lot of people, like, you also notice in the crowd, people, cause I know I, I've been, you know, I'm sure others, you guys have been to live shows as well. Um, where there's sometimes where you're just killed from a match prior because of how awesome it is that, that the match next match doesn't get you you're like that's your bathroom break that's your food break so that also affects the crowd cheering because no one's there to watch it because they're using it as an excuse because they're like holy crap i'm so i need to get a drink or i need to go to the bath i don't know what the hell i need i need some air so that also happens sometimes the the sometimes the matches get they suffer from that kind of awesome or weird booking yeah yeah, definitely, definitely someone, someone backstage needs to readjust. Maybe had, I mean, don't get me wrong, the tag team match was phenomenal. But yeah. maybe, you know, cause I remember takeovers going, you know, killer match, killer match, killer match. All five matches were killer matches in a row. By the end of the night, you're sleeping like a baby because yeah. you're so exhausted and excited because you had, you were full, full uh, uh, thoroughly entertained. I don't know. It's just, I think someone, I don't know. I don't know with that. With that one, I think, I think the other part too was that you had the two matches prior for NXT on on the show, so the crowd was like hyped for those matches. And then you had the War Raiders in, and then you oh, had well. uh, the Matt Riddle match. Which that match actually, I would have said, I would have flipped. I would have put after the tag match, and it put Matt Riddle after the after the Gargano. Yeah, match. I would have put Shayna. I would have put Shane and Bianca after War Raiders Undisputed and then had... Yeah. And then, so it would have went tag, women's, North American, Riddle Ono, since that went so quickly, and then, you know... Yeah, it was only 9 minutes and 20 seconds compared to the rest of them, which were, 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 were like at least 15 minutes plus. And then for, just, for the just, um, WWE match, I would have went, you know... If you're gonna have the rest of the card the way it was, I would have had Brock and Finn go on after the women's Royal Rumble since that was so quick. Yep. And then Daniel and AJ with their, you know, fantastic match and then you know, go for it. Oh, but the women's Royal Rumble last. Now now that for some reason they wanted to capitalize on the Seth win. Yeah. It was weird because like you had Becky then you had I forget what other match went next. Uh, yeah, it was Becky, the Miz and Shane match, then the Ronda Rousey match, then the then the women's Royal Rumble. Yep. And then it did and the then, Daniel Bryan. Yeah, and if you would have just if you would have flipped the two rumbles, it, the story mm-hmm. still would have made sense. It still would have been the same. It's just that now you I have think like they Becky 
Yeah. Leading to the very last moment of winning. And now you're like, all right, cool. She's there. Well, they literally could have put the brunch. Well, yeah, no. They could have put the Daniel Bryan match right after the run. No, I don't know. I don't even know how you would have done it. it. It's There's so many different ways they could have booked this. I don't know. They could have swapped the Rumble something. There was just something so, off with the way they had the Daniel Bryan match. Just where the, where the Daniel Bryan AJ Styles match was placed. It was just... I get it. it. Was like you want to have, so obviously you want to have the Rumble, be, one of the Rumbles be last. And then you oh, want right. your championship matches to kind of go on last as well. But then like you rush through the women's titles as well. That's like the biggest oh, thing too. Like, First hour, we got Becky, uh, Becky, Oscar, Ronda, Ronda, Sasha, and then the Women's Royal Rumble. Like, bam, 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 bam. And then you had Miz and Mac, uh, fighting. Like, between right. that. Like, oh, I get you want your titles on there, but you don't do that for WrestleMania. On WrestleMania, the first match of the night could be the Raw WWE title. Right. Right. And playing for, uh, Royal Rumble. And and don't tell me it's the the new era because that's not what it is. It's just that you wanted to put you wanted to see if you could put all your eggs into the final basket and if it was going to hold weight. And guess what? It didn't. The women the women's division is what's carrying WWE right now. Yeah, like, hands. Why not feature? And you could have you could have done the same thing. Becky goes on first. Uh, Sasha and Ronda could have gone on right before the men's Royal Rumble, and then the women's Royal Rumble goes final, and then you have all that momentum, and the crowd will be cheering just as loud. Right. So I just, it's just a match order, but you're right. Something with the bookers, they need to figure that out because it's that was crazy. Hope they figure it out before Mania. <laughs> well, it's like, well, and so. I mean, I I don't know. I want to predict on that because I know they're talking about versus Becky versus Charlotte. But to be yeah. honest, it's like Charlotte's Charlotte's not even needed. Like you're not needed in this match. They need to find you another role. And whether that's you, Bailey and Sasha versus Shayna, uh, Jessima, and um, I forget the last one, Marina. Marina, we were just talking about this before we came on. Um, yeah. If you want to have those three to kind of call like the the four horsemen and, uh, matchup, then so be it. But Charlotte shouldn't even be in that match. She's just. Right. It's, I'm not saying that I have anything against her. She could go against Oscar again at WrestleMania. But it's just right now you just she, she doesn't have a place. Like she's not needed in that Raw matchup. She's not like the the, the I'm. I'm... An Oscar versus Charlotte, like what part three, part two, whatever it is, like that would um that would definitely be awesome at Mania. But I, I don't I don't know, but yeah, I definitely one hundred percent agree. Rhonda and Becky should just be left to their own devices. They don't need anybody else in there. Sorry, Charlotte. But so I want to kind of bring this up. So I'm back on NXT, like for the takeover. Can we just talk about how nasty Ono is for biting Matt Riddle's Ugh. toe? <laughs> oh my god, yeah. that was so gross. I was like noping the TV so hard during that part. I was like, oh my god, uh, I was cringing. What's so funny? Yeah. What's so funny? <laughs> gross. Another man's grown foot. 
walk around on that mat, walk like you just had the War Raiders. There's sweat and probably hair like all over the ground. <laughs> Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Disgusting. Uh, but- let's talk about um, Naya jacking, hijacking our true spot at yep. number 30. So, um, we haven't really seen, like, anything intergender since Beth Phoenix. Yeah. Really. But even then, that was mild, because it was, like, Santino, um, which you heard when she was in that, that entry in the Royal Rumble, um, all those years ago, she eliminated Great Khali. She kind of had a, a, a a one-off with CM Punk at the time, which was funny because they were dating at the time. Well, right. Um, Hello. Um, we haven't really seen like the amount of physicality uh, between, you know, intergender wise um, really since China and Lita in the attitude era um, yep. before Julie gets on the high horse of China. Um, I'm not. I'm not. I was. Just, you, you gasped because I mentioned your. You, I mentioned your girl, and I know you. You. You love China. She's. She is the one and only for you. Oh, honestly, well, um, it wasn't a gasp. I just took a sip of ice water, and it was really cold. But uh, yeah, she. Oh, is also it sounded the same thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, um, we'll just go with that too. <laughs> um, it's going to be interesting to see if they continue to go on to this. You know more intergender role style thing, I don't, especially with Nia. I don't have a problem with it. I don't I, trust WWE. I want somebody else to do it better. Maybe AW can figure it out or somebody else. I get worried about WWE because... They just need to, they need to stop being... If they're going to do it, they need to do it right and not be yeah. worried about fragile, masculine uh, booking like making the man look weak and everything. Cause I know there's, there's, I mean, there's some women that can fucking beat up men all the time. They don't have to fucking be the size of Nia Jax. Right. So let's do it. Now I get, you know, Nia was probably, you know, all for it. She sold the RKO, the six one nine. What else did she get hit super with? Super kick. She got super kicked by Dolph, right? She sold all of that, like a champion. Like, why can't you sell like this with the women? Like shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, right. Like I saw a severe, like a different Naya during this, so I was just like, "Yo." To me, though, she still caught heat because she fucked up uh, our truth's face and his ankle. Like she's like she's still like very very green. Obviously, we talk about that all the time. But yeah, like she did a great job selling that, and even the next night on Raw, where she had her little like thing with uh, Dean Ambrose. But yeah. I find I find it in, I find it crazy that she's gonna be like spearhead like the intergender matches, you know? Because like Mattel has such a strong influence on the WWE, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to like intergender matches, and that's the reason why we don't see intergender matches anymore is because Mattel literally said, well, if we're going to be one of the sponsors, you can't have these matches and you can't have these segments, but I don't know. Maybe there's something with Mattel where they're finally starting to let loose and say, I don't think it's Mattel. Right, you guys I, can I, do that. I think at this point, it, WWE is like, hey, Mattel, you're either on board or you're not. That's cool. If you don't want to be, we'll go find someone else because we got Fox Sports money. Right. At this point, they, they with the decline of TV, right, with, with the declining you know, ratings, you know, lower viewership with the network. Um, 
I think it's time to start pulling out some of the tricks out of the bag that you've been keeping in there since the 90s. You know, there's a way to not, you know, there's a way to rehash it without recycling it completely. So I, I think that with the right intelligent people behind it, you can do it. And the way that it was done with Naya doesn't scream China. So, which is yeah. fine. It definitely, to me, it was definitely Naya doing Naya. So, I don't know. We'll wait to see because the rumor is um, that there could be a thing bet- between Naya and Our Truth for the U.S. title. And then I heard that there's a possibility that Dean Ambrose, since his contract ends in April, mm-hmm. we'll, and we'll get into that too. Uh, but Dean Ambrose and Nia Jax was rumored to be having a story now that they kind of, I guess they scrapped all of Dean's plans and they're like, well, fine, we'll just make this a little, a little thing now. And you and Nia Jax will have a, a run in and quote unquote. So it's like, it's, I don't know, it's crazy to see like kind of start happening. I'm kind of glad that the women are going to be featured with like the men a lot more. Cause that was like a big, big complaint with mixed match challenge was that, the men wrestle men and the women wrestle women and no one goes and be. So what's the point of a hot tag? Like, right. not one. Like, well, I mean, it would just be weird. It would have been weird to see, you know, freaking Oscar fight Braun. Yeah. I mean, I get that part. So, I but mean, where you saw like, you saw it don't need to happen. Ronda, Ronda and triple H, you know what I mean? Like at WrestleMania. And obviously that was just Ronda more than it was triple H, but we got that. Right. Yeah, now we're trying to see. Yeah, and now we're starting to see, like, you know, like Flair had her her moment in the mixed match challenge. You know, like all those guys are starting. They're starting to show up now, which is, I guess, what I'm trying to say. Which I say credit to Becky Lynch because she did kind of start this whole thing over again when uh, she beat up James Ellsworth in a match. Uh, I don't know if you remember that that from last year. She did do that. (laughs) Yep. Facts. She's doing all sorts of things. She's Facts. a man. <laughs> yep, so Dean, amazing. Dean is leaving at the end of April, so he's got what? Two months? Something like that. Let's see, two February, months? March, so, April. So yeah, he's going Mania is what, the first week of April? Yeah, isn't it the uh, seventh or some shit so like Mania that? Is pr- unless some, unless you know something significant changes, you know, with the way that Dean is, Dean isn't probably going to change his mind for anything unless you know something happens to where um, his mood changes with his character, or something happens to where he gets happy again and he decides to resign within the next two months. Right. Um, it- but. With the way that everyone is saying or any, everyone's talking, it's like once Dean makes up his mind, it's pretty much that. It's in that very CM Punk style, right? So once you out, the, you out. Once once I don't feel it anymore, I want out, which makes sense. At least Dean's going out, you know, in a non CM Punk fashion. I guess. In his own, on his own terms, in his own right. way, which sucks because without, without any extra bullshit. It just sucks because, you know, he got this new look, he got built, he got bulked up and everything looked phenomenal on return and then just played kind of like Seth Lackey for better part of the 2018 when he, after he returned and then got really weird. Like it wasn't the type of, 
heel turn I was expecting. Like, I wanted more psychotic. I wanted more, like, ruthlessness. And we got right. more of a comedy act. Like, is it just, is it just me? Like, no, I, no. No, I was gonna say, we talked about that a couple times. They're like, really good at failing people. Yeah, well, yeah. Let's, let's be real. So, so far, and I only want to mention from the last two months, right? Mm. And uh, not even not even December, so January, February. So let's just call it right now, okay? So for the last month, we've kind of agreed that Raw's getting better. SmackDown is always phenomenal, or getting better is always good. The NXT is always ex- excellent, and then mm. obviously Royal Rumble and um, Takeover was amazing. So let's just you know, it's it's been noted that all of 2018 was a shit year, and let's be honest, like it sucked. Like everything was terrible. The tag title, the tag division was trash. Uh, it is trash. Anybody who was a heel was trash. <laughs> it's weird because like Braun flips in and out between heel and face. Uh, Elias flips in in and out between heel and face. Bobby. Uh, <laughs> Dana Brooke would like to speak to you as well. Like everybody was just straight trash. Like everything mm-hmm. that if you weren't a main story person. You were trash. Let's be real. Roman Reigns, he was, and let's be, let's keep it real. Okay. His character was trash. Like it was, it just everything about WWE in 2018 was terrible. It will be one of those years where we go back and we're going to look back on it like 10 years from now. We're going to be like, God, that sucked. Oh yeah. Horrible. There's some years where it's painful to get through. And, and yeah. we're all going to know that's it. The that's, the only being, reason. that's the price of being a wrestling fan. You go, uh Yeah, that's definitely wrestling fandom right there. When it when it's shit, it's definitely shit. But when it's good, it's fucking It's good. fucking amazing. And we're only going to... But the thing that is we're going to acknowledge two things that were awesome. Becky from, Lynch. Uh, uh, yeah, Becky Lynch and Evolution. And that's it. We're going to be like, these. this was it. Like, these were the things that started everything. And... Honestly, our turning point too in that would have been that quote unquote heel turn from SummerSlam, right? With Becky. Mm-hmm. We're going to acknowledge, like, I just feel like that's the only things we're going to acknowledge because everything else sucked. Like, we're going to acknowledge the wrong moment where, you know, Becky got hit again. That's, it just goes back to Becky Lynch. So Becky Lynch and evolution was the only reasons why we even thought that that WWE was any good for 2018. Those are our only two highlights besides NXT, and that's in its own world. Right. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to think of something to like add on or disagree and Well, I mean, I people, can't. I can't. Didn't Ronda Rousey come 2018? Mm, mm. Or she technically 2017. Ronda was 2018, but let's be real. Ronda, Ronda, I know, Ronda but I'm just saying what people would disagree with. Disagree, yeah, and, and I'm like that would be the only thing I could other think about that people would say. That, I would try to I be like, okay, say. yeah, you know, that would be only that's the only other thing I can think of right now that maybe might be able to be tossed as a contestant. But other than that, no, I think you're right. Like, there's really not much at all. And and even when you go for year. Ronda, right? Yeah. And even if you went back and said, well, Ronda, mm, like, Ronda wrestled, what? A f- let's, and let's be real. 
12, maybe, maybe 13 matches for the year, right? And now we're not including the house shows because trust me, I remember reading and stuff about when she was in, I think she was in Italy and she was running a match and she looked really good. We, we acknowledge that she's been really good. But the problem is though, is that if you weren't Becky Lynch or you weren't a part of evolution, shitty year. Yeah. I'm sorry to say it. Like, let's be real. Oscar loses to Charlotte. What does Oscar do for the rest of the year? Comedy. Right? Let's, let's move up. So we go towards the end of December, right? And she wins the title. And then in January, she has this amazing match with Becky Lynch where she taps out Becky Lynch to like Oscar lock, which made her look amazing. So there we go. She's, it looks like WWE was like, Hey guys, we fucked up last year. We can't have another year like this. Let's, let's turn this around. Aspect, this is what you did. You hurt her revival. Yeah. You hurt the Canalysis after you signed them and brought them on board. And then, um, other one I was just thinking of, um, and, oh, and then like Zack Ryder's not around for a whole year. Your workhorse, the guy that can kind of do everything for you, you don't even use for the whole year. Like all these guys who are willing to leave right now for the WWE to go anywhere else, that's WWE's fault. Right. And I here's something it'll add to this, right? So SmackDown, right before SmackDown goes on air, the WWE officials go to the back and they talk to anybody who has a year to two years left on their contract and try to re-sign them for five years. I'd be like, no, did you not see what happened last year? You guys fucked up. I don't want to be a part of that. That's you guys gave me a trash ass year. Why do I want to re-sign with you guys? What are you gonna give me? Will be like, hey, I'll take, I'll take that, I'll take that punishment because I, I'm a glutton for it. But other people are like Dean Ambrose is gonna be like, fuck you guys, like right. I'll go somewhere else. It's not unknown that Dean Ambrose said, I will do one more death match, and then that's it. I'm retired. I'm done forever. So that wouldn't surprise me. And I mean, I because like uh, who was it? Russell Talk was talking about how he's done. He's said it multiple times in interviews, and that's like, all right, well, there you go. Like Dean, just he's probably sick of it because he's not into hokey ass shit. You gave him this bullshit ass character. Who? Let's be real, because Marty, when you and I talked about this originally, when he first turned heel, we were like, oh my god, this is gonna be the greatest thing of we all time. We were excited. It was like. You people didn't change. And then in, in, inject WWE writing? Hmm. Yeah. Whatever. You had every opportunity to be like, yo, this guy's going to come out. We're just going to give him bullet points. Just, hey, we want you to touch on these subjects. Then go out and do your thing. Amazing. Because they would give him full control. Well, not even full control. They would give him like partial control of his character. But then he gets a run in. But instead, you have him do a segment where he takes a shot in the ass because he doesn't want to get infected. What? The fuck out of here with that. Then he comes out with this leather jacket, this mask, and he looks cool. He looks like Bane. Right. Shut up. He's, he, he looks like Bane. Hey, he looks look cool like, like the weird gas mask version of Bane, and it was terrible. I don't want to be disappointed. So, yeah, he's leaving because he's upset. And then Hideo is leaving. Yeah. Which, okay. it was just a string of bad luck for him, unfortunately. But, um... You know, kudos to him. He's not going to get stuck in 205 Live Hell. 
Um, especially right. when there's 205 Live, let's just be real. You know, it is what it is with it, but it's been improving. But there's so much raw talent everywhere else. And Hideo is on the older, um, on the, the higher end of the age scale when it comes right. to everybody else. Um, he'll be fine. He'll go back to Japan. He'll go to New Japan. He'll go back to Noah. Um, yeah, I right? keep hearing he's going back to Noah. He'll 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 do something to where he'll be fine. It sucks that won't, I won't see him on TV anymore because I really did like his character. I did like him. Um, seeing him on the house so house show circuit uh, when living in Florida was fantastic. It was hilarious. He was great. Um, just really bad luck for his injuries. Um, I'm not right. going to call him. In, I, I I wouldn't assume or say that he was injury prone. I just I literally think it's just bad luck. Bad timing. Bad luck. It. Yeah. So. There's two people. We've already talked about everyone else that's possibly leaving. Um, let's talk about coming though. Who is coming? And that was who who are the two new signees for AEW? Oh, let's talk about Pentagon Jr. and Ray Phoenix, man. Mm-hmm. Like what what great pickups. Like right. it it was cool because like, you know, you saw you saw the bros in in the in the ring and they told them straight up, they're like, You guys are the second greatest tag team around and they were like what no we're first they're like no if you want to be the top tag team come show us at AEW." and then they all shook hands i was like yo this is <laughs> i was like the young bucks are out here grinding and i and credit to that too right because the young bucks and um cody and like grinding at all sorts of house shows or little shows gymnasiums doesn't matter. They've shown up everywhere and just started locking down talent early, man. So this is like a great time for like anybody to be as a wrestler that if they're looking to get signed for a promotion, man, you could send out a quick tweet to the Young Bucks and Cody and you might have a shot at them just showing up just to watch you and schedule right. you up for talent. This is the perfect time to do it. Right. 100%. Yes. This is this makes Don Junior for that man. It makes me excited for all of the 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 you know smaller indie uh promotions out there, the ones that you know don't really get as much steam because you know now they can start tweeting, especially with like it's so much better now with the internet because you it's you don't have to find these people; you can tweet at them now. So now there's more opportunity for someone to come and see them, especially with the way that um, <clears throat> Cody and them, you know that they're looking for talent, not for name necessarily. So you could see them being like, let's do this. Well, it's like, so I was watching a thing. It was on uh, TMZ Sports, actually. And this guy was asking Cody, like about a bunch of the UFC guys that are like asking to like go pro wrestling and blah, 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 blah. And Cody just had a simple, he was like, look, if you have a passion for wrestling for this sport, on. but if you're kind of right. like, Hey, I want to make a quick paycheck. We don't need you. We, there's other talent in the indie circuit that we can bring on board and have them do their thing. We don't need you. And I was like, yeah, I was like, these UFC guys, these MMA guys that want to cross over into like to WWE or into AEW, Ring of Honor, yo, prove it. But 
don't don't think that you're just gonna walk into the WWE like your name is Ken Shamrock or Dan Severin or Ronda Rock Rousey, Rousey, Brock Lesnar, and be like, yo, I'm uh, gonna take I just wanted a paycheck. Brock Brock and Brock was home good. Thank you. Brock was homegrown first. But I, I will, I will agree. Him in, the, in the world of MMA. Well, no, I, I instead of saying Brock, I would say Matt Riddle. I would say Shayna Baszler. Uh, yeah, those two, they grinded their ass on the indie circuit before even getting signed, and they worked what their I'm saying, ass off. But so. Ken Shamrock, Ken Shamrock, even though Ken Shamrock worked his ass off as well, Ken Shamrock came right into the WWE. He didn't have any prior pro wrestling. Dan Severn didn't have any pro wrestling. Ronda Rousey didn't have any pro wrestling. They all just walked into the WWE. Now, Brock is the exception because Brock was a wrestler who went to the WWE, then went to UFC, and then came back to WWE. Right. I, I, I guess that one, you know, that's kind of like the wish wash one. Matt Riddle, they're, no, be a Matt Riddle, be a Shayna Baszler, you know, and grind and force the path. Right, 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 right. Like, I get that. I give you that. That one I agree with, but I would include those two with those three because they they've been grinding on smaller circuits. So be those guys show the passion and let the agents come find you. Yeah. I, sometimes it gets annoying seeing people get, um, being able to just walk in and the opportunity is there when there's so many people out there that have busted. It's been their dream since they were a child and they've, worked in all these different little promotions. They've been in gyms. They've been in all these different things. And then they see somebody that, oh, I worked in what I worked in some sport, walk in and get the opportunity of a lifetime that they'll never get. It gets really frustrating. It gets really disheartening. Oh, the closing picture. Yeah, it makes it deserve to be in it, a WWE. Yeah, it makes it it makes it hard to you could be it makes, you could be the punter on the Colts, and then you get a front desk opportunity because you do a podcast. Sorry, Pat, I like you and all because you're funny, but guess what? You were given that opportunity. <laughs> you weren't. You weren't like right. sorry. You weren't the Michael Cole. Like Michael Cole, like grinded his way all the way up. You know what I mean? Right. Like that's the. I guess that's the thing. Is just. The amount of times that you see, um, just people get, get opportunities where I don't think they're necessarily deserved. Not that they're not going to make it probably, but you're going like, bro, seriously, these guys are busting their ass in these different little smaller promotions to try to get somebody to go, that's a damn good wrestler. And then you got to some guy that's like, oh, I was, or some chick, oh, I was a fit, and again, not naming anybody in particular, but like, oh, I was a fitness model. Let me get in there. But you got some of these broads who are like, you know, China was their favorite wrestler or whatever. And they've been, they, they grew up watching it all the time. And then they got into the school and they just busted their ass to try to make it. And they're in all these little promotions and they'll even try to wrestle against guys. But then they see somebody like, oh, I was a fitness model that knew somebody that got me in. They got me to the, got me to get to the tryout that I, 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 I wish I could get. You know what I mean? Wait, Sometimes I feel Eve. bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You just, you feel There's bad. Like so many. There's sometimes so you many, wish so the tryouts many. were given to some people that you know really, really, really tried their hardest to be the top. You know, to 
you know, it's, it's their dream, you know, and I feel bad when, you know, you see some people that it wasn't their dream the entire time and you're like, you're not trying to be an asshole, but you're like, I get it. This is your newfound dream, but come on, give the opportunity to people that have been really, really working hard at it too. Don't let somebody be able to just walk in on name recognition. Credit to WWE, right? So WWE wanted Phoenix and they wanted Pentagon Jr. because they understood what kind of talent they had. But let's be real. They would have taken him. They would have brought him on board. And all they were was just a streamline. They could have just, oh, yeah, you know, they, we're going to sell your mask. They would have sell your mask so we can get They would have put him with Lucha House Party or some shit. <laughs> Yeah, they, they, they would have been, been on 205 Live, or they would, yeah. they would have been a comedic jobber act, and probably would not even would have been to freaking NXT. And it's just, mm, I'm glad that they went AEW. One of mm-hmm. glad that Lucha Bros went to AEW. So, if, and I think if Pentagon Junior. and Ray Phoenix had gone to NXT, it would have been phenomenal because you know. Hunter knows how to use the talent that he gets. Let's be real. Like, he's really good at that. But then they're getting to 205. They would have split him up because Pentagon Jr. is a bigger guy, right? And, again, (laughs) WWE would have been like, we're just – they'll probably put Pentagon in SmackDown, and he probably would have been a comedy act being the man over at 205. But the problem, though, is, like, now you have him – what are you going to do? Put him with, like, Lucha House Party? Let's be real. Like – they don't, they don't, they're so much better than that. And I'm not saying, and I'm not trying to knock Luch House Party, because let's be real. A couple of years ago, we were talking about how amazing Kalisa was when he did the, uh, the, the soul off the ladder with the Usos. Yeah. And like, crashed through. So, like, I know those guys are good. It's just, I'm glad that they decided to go AEW because they know that they can control a lot more than what they would be. Right. Speaking of speaking of rumor guys who are coming back, y'all see that um Matt Seidel is in talks with signing with WWE. Mm. Not against it, but I just don't want him to come back as Evan Bourne. Like I just be honest. Yeah. Mm. I want Matt Seidel. I don't, I don't know. That's hard because I like, I, like, I, I like Evan Bourne, and now, but if they do something different to where he gets all preachy and everything, like he was an Impact and everything else like that, or let him, you know, do something with the character or whatnot, but you know, be have the heel antics with it and everything else like that, I could see it happening. I could see it working well with two hundred five. So yeah, we'll I, see. Because he had one match at NXT with. Um... It's not my fault. What's that guy's name? Snitsky. Um, had a match with Snitsky, uh, in a in a house show, and he won. And then he got cut like two weeks two weeks after that match. Mm-hmm. But I really liked I liked Evan Bourne. I'm not gonna lie. He still has my favorite moment in Raw history, like when he got RKO'd by Randy Orton. Like that was amazing. So mm-hmm. I. Definitely like him, but the match that the match I saw him in when there was um the Young Bucks, Mass Idel, Ricochet, and Will Ospreay all in the match mm. together. That match was phenomenal, and yeah. it was spot. Yeah. 
but that match was phenomenal. <laughs> I mean, and, it sounds like a spot fest yeah. match, but it, it sounds like it's supposed to be phenomenal spot fest. Super kick, super kick city, tombstone <laughs> right. drivers going everywhere, shooting star presses being hit. Like, yo, it was ridiculous. It was such an awesome match. <laughs> Oh, I love those guys. I would like to see. I would like to see AEW as well, because then you're having another big high flyer name. And even if he doesn't turn heel, or he does, if he stays face, or even if he just is a heel, like mm-hmm. you have somebody that could keep up with Neville, well, with Pac. <gasps> Bad. <laughs> Bad. <laughs> yeah, no, um, Matt is definitely a less jacked, less muscled version of Pac slash Neville slash whatever, <laughs> whatever he wants to be in his life. But, uh, I'm excited no matter what because, um, I, li- I have always liked, I, I liked Evan Bourne. Yeah. I wasn't a big fan of Air Boom. That tag team that oh, he was pretty much last I like in. Tag team. <laughs> I didn't really like it. <laughs> um, Your thing sucked. That tag team. No, <laughs> that tag team did what it was supposed to do. Okay, it was supposed. Oh to yeah, it served its purpose. Yeah, because do you remember who had the tag titles before Air Boom won it? Wasn't it Primo and Epico? No, it was McGillicuddy and Otunga. Oh, shit. Okay. Let's talk about the most boring title run of all time. <laughs> yeah. I put that out there. Crickets. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I but that was, their, that, was, it was. that was their own fault with, you know, them ruining New Nexus and branching out to the yep. core and... Bah. Everyone's oh, really good at killing good things. They're like, oh, by the way, you yeah, we're just gonna murder you right here, you John right Cena. Now. So there's that. Oh, John Cena's fault. Yeah, he blame, if he were just taking a pin, right? Cena. You guys got anything else that we want to go on about? Honestly, no. We've got. Oh, did you see that? Uh, um, Stephanie McMahon today invited, uh, Becky Lynch to Raw, and Becky tweeted at Stephanie, good, I was coming anyways. <laughs> or, like, that's nice of you, I was coming anyways, or some crap like that. Becky's Twitter game, all day. Yeah, all it's funny because day. it's like Steph, like, the funny thing was, is I saw Steph say she invited Becky Lynch on board, and I, I really wish, like, Becky would have... You don't invite the man to Raw. The man will show up on Raw when he wants, uh, when she wants to, and just be like, ooh, ooh. <laughs> like snap, snap, snap. Oh yeah, it was yeah. Tell her thanks, but I was coming anyway. And then like, what was it? Uh, right after that, she shared a gif of like Ronda Rousey crying. So I just heard the man is coming back to Raw this week. Damn, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. she don't give a fuck, and I oh, love it. Actually. Can we can we talk about the biggest bomb for a segment for the year so far? Because let's be real, like I don't anybody else is gonna bomb as hard as Rhonda did this last week on Raw. Like, sure, 
she made up for it in a segment with Becky after her match with Bailey. But let's be real, like WWE clearly grabbed Bailey and was like, "Yo, get out there and save her immediately." <laughs> right. Well, like the I, thing I, was, I was, I was not, I was not home. I was flying at the time. Yep. Uh, so, in a brief synopsis, brief synopsis, uh, give us what happened. So Rhonda came out uh, instantly. Like she had, she had a big pop. Like people were kind of ready for her. But I think like the crowd wanted her to say something about Becky Lynch, and instead she was saying something like "Champions are champions" and blah blah blah. Like she was trying to push something out. The crowd turned instant, yeah, and just booed her. And then she's like, kept trying to get the promo started, but the crowd just was not letting up. And so she would like take the mic, put it to her neck. Yeah, she put it to her chin. She put it away. She started to smile. Crowd just boo or just kept yelling for Becky. Yo, so bad. And then like, and this goes on for like six, seven minutes. And finally, Bailey's music hits, and yeah. Bailey comes out and like, "Hey, I know you have an open title challenge going on. I'm here to I'm here to take that title." And hey, hey, hi, I'm Bailey. I'm here to say this horrible segment. <laughs> you are yes. you are dying here. I'm your lifesaver. Let's yeah, go. it was. If this makes sense too, like the later on promo that happened. After the match with Bailey, and there was the match with Bailey and Ronda, and then later on after that match, Becky comes out, and then Becky and Ronda face off. When Ronda is going off on Becky, she is tearing up. You could tell she could not handle the crowd not liking her. She cannot handle the crowd booing her. She let it get to her, and you saw it. You could see it in her face. And that worries me about her because any wrestler that lets that crowd get to their head, to me, you start making yourself more of a liability and nobody needs to get hurt. You know what I mean? So I really hope she can get her head in the game because towards the end of that promo with Becky, I mean, it it, it really looked like she wanted to bust out tearing up and crying. And I'm like, I don't know if she's as mentally strong as she needs to be for this. I hope she gets there if she's wanting to be this, or they turn her, or they make her heal. Because if she can't handle that and trying to figure out doing the face to boo race, you know, figuring out how to turn a crowd back, she needs to then, they just need to make her heal and let her figure out the boo stuff. Because if she can't figure out winning the crowd back, then just let her have, have them hate her and her embrace it. Hey, for me she, personally, it's just, it's that she has to, like she has to understand like well and she does understand that's the problem is that she's been watching wrestling for so long that Mm -hmm. she knows that when you fuck one thing up the crowd changes so quick you don't have time to recoup like she should have known like as soon as she said as soon as she said sorry i'm slurring my words here as soon as she said uh Yep. (laughs) (laughs) she as soon as she says hey every champion boo it dropped that segment. All those words. All right, you want me to talk about Becky Lynch? Let's talk about Becky. And then yeah, but that's that's what I mean about how she doesn't know how to how to win back a crowd. Like when when you start something out and like they just they aren't buying what you're selling about doing that drop, like you said, she hasn't learned that. And if she's if she's unwilling to figure that out, then they need to get let her embrace getting something else. Is that where failure? It's a bit. It's got to be a failure on the guys from Raw because, like, those guys should have one hundred percent. Is they should have prepped her 
for all yes. that. Hey, in case this happens, because it's a wild crowd, it's a Royal Rumble crowd. We all know that crowd right after Royal Rumble is crazy, and then mm. you know the WrestleMania crowd is ten times worse. Well, so, I mean, the Raw crowd is what crazy. they need you to have do. To be ready just in case. What they need to do if they're if she's having such difficult trouble, she needs to get on the fucking phone, uh, call up Miss Baszler, and be like, since you're you know you're such good friends. Teach me your ways. Help you. Your friends should be able yeah. to help you with the advice, well, you know, you and everything else like that. You know, utilize your shit. Right. Well, utilize I'm gonna connections. I'm totally gonna be the asshole that says it. Like, let's be real. Like, because both Cliff and I watch UFC. Like, Ronda cannot handle losing slash not winning over. If that makes if that makes sense. There, there, I, she was not taught how to lose. And I think because she didn't win that crowd over, that's part of it. Because I mean, she, it's just something that I, I have a personal opinion about how I've been mad at the teams that she's had around her because at no point should a champion ever not learn how to lose and have to go through the mental health she put herself through between from when she left UFC to coming to WWE because she had to climb a lot of mountains mentally because of her team around her failed her. And sometimes I wonder when I was watching that promo, because I watch one thing I like to do when I watch a promo is I'll turn the sound off. Like I'll watch it back again. I turn the sound off and I watch how they're looking at each other. Cause that's a part of selling. It's not just what you're saying. It's how you're saying it, what you look like. Can you get the crowds, your body language, Right. And she did not, she looked scared. Like she didn't know what to do. She didn't know how to handle it. And I'm going, I've seen that face before. And it was, I don't know how to handle. I just lost. And yeah, so was, I, I hope you figured that out. Got, she definitely got defeated real fucking yeah, quick. She gets, she gets defeated so hard when she does it. When she, when she thinks she's going to do away and she doesn't. She beats herself up really bad and you could, it was showing through her promo. Yeah, and like I said, that makes me concerned for her as a wrestler because if that gets her too many times, cause they, we've caught, we've talked about it on the, the, the get the KO podcast plug, um, about MMA <laughs> fighters. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, about MMA fighters, if their head isn't in the game, that they can get hurt as well. That's the same thing that goes with WWE, sports, entertainment, wrestling, whatever the hell you want to call it. If you have something that's bugging you, you're not going to hear someone telling you what moveset is next. Oh, by the way, wrestling's fake. Um, you're not going to be able what? to read what somebody's saying. You're not going to know when the next move... You're not going to be able to pick somebody up confidently because your damn head's somewhere else. So no, I, what I, she I needs concern... To do. I could concern and I hope that the backstage saw that Monday and goes, we need to work with her. Paul Heyman, whoever else needs to come in and work with her and get her back no. that straight or no. something. Not I'm saying, no. I'm not saying in front of talking she about needs backstage. She not be a child. She needs to not be a child mm -hmm. first and foremost. Well, that's one hundred percent. She needs to grow up yeah. and not. Well, that's what I'm just saying. If they're gonna, if they're gonna keep her on, someone needs to come in and work with her that. I mean, I can't blame her because she's never had to deal with that type of shit. I, that's yeah. just the way she was ingrained with MMA and everything else yeah. like that. Like, there's no losing in this. So, you, Which, like I said before, that. I'm pissed right. off at exactly. her that the team before just failed both her. 100% right, but she needs to get over it. Yeah. She's an adult. 
and her frustration when, especially like stuff like that, it shows on TV. Yeah. And it kind of made people like lose respect for her from everything that I read. So yeah. it's just, it's just silly at this. Well, for her, for us to even think that, oh, well, she needs, yeah, she's been in it for a year, but there's a point to not like beating yourself up and like instantly turning into a petulant child. Right. Just like, well, I mean, let's be real, though. This is the first time she's really had to deal with the WWE crowd turning on. That's so that's, go back to, that's, that's, that's where I'm saying, like, if she, if they don't figure this out past this Monday, she's doomed. No, I, I don't think she's doomed. I just think that she needs to grow up. Like, well, this yeah, is, this well, is her problem. This is her issue. If this makes sense, from she messes up and everything else like that, but you mess up, you move on, you continue it on. She just completely gave up because she messed up once. Yeah, and don't, but, and that's not something that WWE can fix. That's a it, personal problem. Oh, I know, and that's why I'm saying if WWE doesn't figure out how they're going to handle it, I'm not even saying that she has to, you know, figure out if they can't figure out how they're going to handle that situation with her. Before Monday, that she's screwed. That's the reason why I'm saying that is I because I don't think she can grow up from it, and I I, I mean that respectfully. It's nothing against her. It's just sometimes that lesson, if it is not taught to you early enough, and you are just ingrained in it, and people have unfortunately failed you to let you know and get mentally prepare you enough for it. I don't know if she's there. I don't know if she can grow. She is. She is not like, oh, a 21-year-old wrestler or a 21-year-old MMA artist. No, she's old enough. She's talking about having babies with her husband and stuff. This is at the point where it's hard to push a cart sideways. So if they don't figure this this situation out by, by, by you know, the next week or two, what they're going to do with it, until give her the opportunity. Listen, if you're if you're going to stay on, you better get your shit right because we're not going to put you out there. They don't necessarily have to figure it out for her, but they need to come up to her and go, "You need to figure out what your fuck problem is. If you want to stay here, you need to figure it out." And then she's going to have to figure out what she wants. I think a part of it too is that she has to, like, she's she's very much. And the thing is that I think the WWE knows this too is that she's very much a trained athlete right so in that aspect of what i mean is that she knows the ones and twos and she can focus on the ones and twos and she can she can excel at a higher rate we've openly acknowledged how great her wrestling is how great her selling is and her promos were getting better but let's be real being able to talk on the mic and not just in a sense of a wwe or whether you're doing a hollywood film like live in front of a crowd it's nerve-wracking yeah and the one thing about her though is that if you can train her, right, to understand, like, hey, here's scenarios A, B, C, and D. If plan A starts to fail, go to B immediately. If it B fails, go to C. But yeah. the problem was is that the WWE was like, hey, go out there and say this segment and cut this promo. And as soon as she started off by saying this thing, like, every champion has a has a greatness, like, that crowd turned. She should have, and it should have been known that WWE should have came to her and said, Hey, we're going to have you go out there. The first thing you're going to address is Becky Lynch. And then we're going to say, I like here, you know what? I'm a champ. I'm a champ and I'm going to be handled and I can't wait to see who Becky Lynch picks. But right now I have open, open challenge and I want to see who comes out. Bam. That's all that needs to be said. Not some long winded. I'm a con, cause the thing that we loved about Rhonda and Julie, you can agree to this or you can disagree. I don't really care at this point now, 
But <laughs> what I'm saying is the thing that we loved about Ronda is Ronda never showed that she was the humble champion when she was in the UFC. She never showed it. She was just like, I'm a badass. I'm, I'm the, she's like, I'm the most, I'm the baddest woman on the planet. That's who I am. That's how I'm going to handle everybody. I'll take that person. I'll take that person. Mm-hmm. I'll take that person. She was never a humble champion. And that's why I don't understand no, why the WWE is out here humble. like, why is she in the WWE and she's out here like, I want to select uh, Sasha Banks because she's a champ. She's a backbone of this place. No, she could have been like, I want Sasha Banks because she is the best, but I'm going to show her why I'm better. Like, it, yeah, it, it could just be the conclusion. I, I, I choose Sasha Banks because she thinks she's the boss and I'm going to break the boss. Yeah, they're booking her wrong with this whole, like, sweet Ronda shit. Like, oh, I'm Ronda Rousey. And you're like, no, you want Ronda Rousey. I want want Sasha because her arm is mine. You know what I mean? I want her. I want Bailey's head. I want, you know, so-and-so's leg or whatever the hell it is. Like, she could be a lot more fierce than what she is, but instead they're doing this weird, sweet Ronda shit, and I don't get it. You brought it up, right, that... Somebody that should be like helping Rhonda, right? And you said Paul, um, I think honestly, Paige she, or even or even Chris Jericho. And oh, dude, I would uh, flat out, she and she's somebody that is completely having a time to service of the fact that um Dusty isn't alive. Here's like here's and so here's my reason for like Chris Jericho. Because Chris Jericho said this and, and I truly believe this too. And hopefully when things, if opportunities open for myself, I'm going to do the same thing too. But he came out and he said he, he demolished one person. He just negatively smashed this one person. And he's like, it didn't make me feel cool. He's like, but when I told the person like all their accolades and then told them I'm going to be that much better, I was like, it puts me over. Right. And that's Ron should be like, Hey, Becky, I know that you've won the WWE championship. I know you're a two time SmackDown women. I know you won the World Rumble. I know this. I know that. Blah, 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 blah. Why the man is about to tap out. Like, it's, it's so simple because she's such, she's a natural asshole. That's what I like about Ronda. And if she's getting frustrated by the crowd, it's because you're giving her shitty material and the crowd is not accepting it. Give her what she needs. She needs to be the badass champion. That's it. Right. But probably won't happen. Like I said, she's she's really disserviced by the fact that Dusty isn't around. She's actually would do well off having a promo class by Dusty. He knew how to take somebody that didn't know how to do it and figure out how to make them sound good, how to figure out their voice. And it's it's kind of like it's shitty that time-wise she's she's around when he's not. Cuz she's really somebody that could could definitely benefit from from him, honestly. True. Also some people just don't shouldn't just be doing promos and also it still doesn't help that you need to grow the fuck up. So. But I mean that's true. I'm just saying, like, it, when she was doing all her training, they could have had if if Dusty was around, they could have at least done a promo class and figured out right then and there what her strengths and weaknesses are, because he gives the best promo class to figure out if someone's got it or not. So I'm sure anybody, but I, I, anybody I agree, who's though, worked with, with anybody who up, has though. worked with Dusty in the past should just go out to her and be like, "Yo, stop! You're being stupid. Right. Your in, inflection is a thing." 
If this right. makes sense, I agree on the the baby thing. I have a lot of feels about the fact that she took her ball and went home at the UFC. It's, it's, so I yeah okay yeah. anyways anyways that's it for today we're gonna end on time today we're not gonna go over we got Woo! CM underscore Miller eighty seven on pretty Five. much eighty seven eighty five whatever make a number <laughs> you'll find it CM underscore Miller eighty five uh, on all of the Instagrams a little less Jubaka is there a number I just want to no. say sixty nine. No, there's no, there's no number. There's no, there's no 69 in there. I mean, if someone wants to make that account, I mean, cool. Oh, there, there is. Not. Are you making that? Don't. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's a little less Jubaka on Instagram and a little less Jubaka on Twitter. And then, as always, uh, we're always on the Franken Culture Facebook page, Instagram, Twitter, and, of course, uh, all of our articles and stuff can be found on WordPress along with Facebook. Uh, of course, they are Julie and Cliff are on Get the KO. Uh, Julie, you're going to be starting up something else, aren't you? Or you yeah, did? Jubaka's Table, which is the game review. I'm going to be putting up articles because we're having some problems with our hard drive. So once we get that figured out, we're going to be recording and putting up some videos. So that is it. Table. Tabletops. Are you gonna do board games or just tabletop stuff like D? Ah, uh, board games, tabletop, different random stuff. Because uh, I, I play it. I mean, I have a Wednesday night D and D thing every other week, mm. and I have a shit ton of random games. I love board games. It's just something I can't wait on. to hear your stuff about the Star Wars D and D style game. <sighs> lots of stuff. <laughs> I have lots of different games that I'm gonna try to review. So. So make sure you catch all of that and catch us here next week. Uh, thanks for stopping in. Thanks for joining us. Uh, if you have any questions or you want to comment on you know today's episode, please hit us up on Facebook. At us. Definitely at Julie. Yell at her. I don't know for what, but you can. She'll respond because she loves people. She will. She will. If you, if you bitch at me, you might not like my response. Well, I'll respond to you. <laughs>